Amen. God is good all the time. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Merry Christmas, the day after Christmas. We uh, trust you had a, a joyful and meaningful uh, Christmas day to the glory of God. Uh, on this last Sunday of the year, I would invite you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew's chapter 2, Matthew's chapter 2, and I'm going to read uh, verses 1 through 2 and then skip down to verse 11. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, and if you're watching at home or online, you're invited to take out your Bible and let's uh, gather around the Word of God uh, this, this morning. As you're turning to Matthew chapter 2, just a special announcement that this week alone, uh, we're not going to have midweek service Wednesday in Carson or Thursday here at Paramount. Uh, it's the end of the year, and we will start back up the following week. Uh, believe it or not, this is our seventh service in five days right now. This is our seventh worship service in five days, and we got four more to go uh, in this day. So we are super grateful for all the worship team and the volunteers and the ushers and the greeters and everybody who has contributed. So we're going to give people rest this week. Someone shout amen. amen. Matthews chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 2. It reads like this. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king? Someone say king. King of the Jews, for we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. Now skip down to verse 11. Skip to verse 11. It says, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down. Catch that with your mind. They fell down, note that, and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to them, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Let us pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, we gather around your word this morning, and we ask that you open up the eyes of our understanding, that we might see things in your word that strengthens our faith, strengthens our hope, strengthens our spirit and our mind as we press through to this new year, looking unto you, the author and finisher of our faith, in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. I gave a word uh, on Christmas Eve at 10.30 p.m. at our Carson campus. We had what we call every year a coffee house uh, Christmas. It is a worship experience with various pieces of people singing uh, solo songs, special songs, spoken word. And I shared a word that night, a, sh a shortened word 
that I want to bring back this morning and kind of expand uh, our, our thinking uh, on this subject. And I want to remind us that as we celebrate Christmas, it's important to remember that Christmas is about a mighty king who loved his people enough to come back for them. I want to present this thought to you. I want to lay this at your feet that when you think of Christmas, when you think of why Jesus was born, why you, when you think about why Jesus invaded this earth, because Christmas was really an invasion, an heavenly invasion on earth, that Christmas is the story of a mighty king who loved his people enough to come back for them. When God created man and woman in the Garden of Eden, and he crowned them with glory and honor, and he gave them dominion over all of this earth, and they turned around and rejected God. They turned against God by siding up with the serpent, i.e. Satan or uh, the devil. And in effect, in effect, we basically pushed God away. We, we pushed God away. In effect, we basically kind of kicked God out. And it is, it, is, it is heartbreaking because when you look at the story of the Bible, we see a God that just wanted to love us. We, we see a creator that just wanted to have a relationship with us, wanted, wanted someone to love and wanted someone to fellowship with and to hang out with. By the way, the word Emmanuel, when you think of the name of Jesus being Emmanuel, that word Emmanuel means God is with us. It literally means the hangout God, the hangout God. God just wanted to hang out with us. He wanted to uh, love us, yet with this love, we rejected God. We rejected God, and in effect, kind of kicked God out of the earth. Yet, instead of giving us our penalty, instead of killing us, and instead of destroying us, which he had the right to do because he is the creator and we are the creation. Instead of destroying us, it, when you read the biblical story, you see from Genesis all the way to the New Testament that God just keeps popping back up. God just keeps popping back up. He doesn't destroy us but he kind of keeps popping back up to love us and give us another chance and to establish his covenant with us. So he, he pops up with Noah and then he, he pops up with Abraham and then he pops up with Isaac and then he pops up with Jacob and then he pops up with the children of Israel. Then he kind of pops up through the prophets of old and then finally on that Christmas morning, God himself wraps himself up in flesh and invades the earth for you and I. Christmas is about a mighty king who loved his people enough to come back for them. It has been said that a thousand times in history a baby has become a king, but only once in history did a king become a baby. 
And today in our study together as we center our thoughts around the Word of God, I want us to reflect upon uh, the image of Jesus as King. The image of Jesus as King. And our image of Jesus is so important that it affects everything about us. Your image of Jesus affects the way you relate to Jesus. The image you, that you have of Jesus affects the way you worship Jesus. The image that you have of Jesus in your mind affects the way you live for him and affects the way that you serve him. Your image of Jesus, according to A.W. Tozer, is the most important thing about you. If you have the wrong image of Jesus, you'll have a nonchalant relationship with him you you won't worship him as he's due you won't give your life for him and so i want to remind us this morning about the kingship of jesus christ and kingship is a foundational image of jesus in the bible kingship is a foundational image of jesus in the Bible. Yes, you have heard he is Savior, and that is true. And yes, you have heard that he is the good shepherd. He takes care of our soul, and that is true. But I want to remind us today that he is also king of the universe. He is king of kings. In fact, when they prophesied about the coming of the Messiah and they prophesied, the prophet spoke about the birth of Jesus. The prophet Micah in chapter 5, verse 2, he said, As for you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, seemingly insignificant among the clans of Judah, from you a king, someone say king, a king will emerge who will rule over Israel. Jesus is not just Savior, he is King. Jesus is not just your good shepherd, he is King, and he seeks to rule over your heart and our minds. Let the church say amen. Now, when you think of this image of God as King, or this image of Jesus as King, it's interesting to note that with few exceptions, that whenever someone uh, in Scripture sees God, whenever someone in the Scripture has a vision of God, with few exceptions, what they see is they see a king seated on, seated on the throne. With few exceptions, when you go through the Bible and you read the visions that the prophets had, with few exceptions, all of them saw a king sitting on a throne. In fact, the prophet Isaiah, he testified in chapter 6, verse 1. He said, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. He said, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and lifted up. The prophet Daniel, he testified in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9. Listen to his testimony. He said, I watched till the thrones were put in place, and the ancient of days, someone say ancient of days, 
That's Jesus right there. That's a messianic uh, name for Jesus. The ancient of days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. With few exceptions, whenever the prophets were blessed with a vision of heaven and a vision of God, they saw a king sitting on a throne. And I want to challenge us this morning that if we're going to press into the kingdom of God in 2022, you must first see Jesus as your king. If you're going to press into the kingdom, you must see Jesus as your king. King, I've, I've taught the church many times that the Bible is about three things. It's about a king, a kingdom, and his royal family. A king, a kingdom, and his royal family. And I am concerned, I am concerned that, that our generation has lost the image of Jesus as king. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that our, our generation has lost the image of Jesus as king, and it's affecting the way we serve him. It's affecting the way we worship him. It's affecting the way we give our life to him. It causes us to be casual in our relationship with Jesus because we only have this image of him as our friend. We, on, we only have this image of him as our friend, and that is true. But before he was your friend, he was your king. Before he was your friend, he was your king. And I want to remind us this morning as we, as we wrap our hearts around the word of God that the baby in the manger is king of kings and lord of lords. I want to remind us this morning that the wise men said, where is he who has been born king? They also, the wise men, they brought the gift of gold to the baby Jesus. And gold was the medal of kings. It signified his kingship. And when gold was presented to Jesus, it, it acknowledged his right for him to rule over their lives. When, when they brought gold, there was a significance to that gold. It was the medal of kings. And they came and they brought the gold to the baby Jesus. And it signified that they were submitting to Jesus as king. In fact, Jesus, when he was older in John chapter 18, verse 36, he said, My kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. The Bible is about a king, a kingdom, and his royal family. We serve a king. We're part of his kingdom, and that kingdom is not uh, from this world. It, it's not from this world. We, we are to behave differently. We are to live differently. We are to look differently. We are to interact in this world differently because we're not of this world if you follow Jesus. So think about this for a second. I want to steer your thinking this morning. Before he was Savior, he was King. Before Jesus was Savior, he was King. Before Jesus 
even created the world, he was king. Before he even created this world, he was king before this world was even established. And again, before he was your friend, he was king. Jesus is not our cosmic cheerleader. Jesus is not our homeboy. Jesus is king. Someone shout, Jesus is king. Someone shout, Jesus is king. You see, the reason why some people are not being transformed as the way that they should is because they are not treating Jesus as king. The reason why some Christians are not being transformed as they should is because they are not treating Jesus as king. There's no way in the world that you can claim to be serving Jesus for two years and your life not be a little better. No way in the world that you could be claiming to be serving Jesus for two years and you're still stuck in the same place that you were. No way in the world. I was, you know, I started serving Jesus in prison with a life sentence in that confined environment. And after two years, my life was a little better. It was a little better. You see, some treat Jesus like a consultant. They only accept what they like. Pick and choose. Like I, I like that, so I'll, I'll receive that. But I don't like that, Jesus. Some treat Jesus like a get-out-of-jail-free card. We only call upon him when we need him, when we're in trouble. We, we, call, we call upon him when we're in trouble. Some treat Jesus like a friend with benefits. Hello, somebody. You don't need me to talk about that. I want to remind us this morning that Jesus is king. That he is king. So when you think about this truth that Jesus is king, how do we treat the king? You're saying, uh, Pastor Brian, you're, you're, you're teaching us that Jesus is king, but, but how do we treat a king? Expound, expound, like explain to me. How do, how do you treat a king? And can we be honest this morning? We don't know without being taught. We don't know. You don't know. I don't know. You know why we don't know? Because we never had a king. We live in a nation that really don't like kings. We've kicked out kings in this nation. And it's affected the way Christians relate to their king. None of us probably have never met a king. I've met mayors. I've met senators. I've met some triple OGs. But I ain't never met no king. So we need to be taught. We need to be trained. Welcome to your first training session for the kingdom of God. Welcome. I'm going to give you some tips on how to treat your king. Because I didn't know either. I didn't know either. I did what everybody else does. I went, I went to Google. Let me, let me research this. So I went to Google because there are kings in the world. Right? How do you, how do you treat a king? I don't know. I went to Google. So this is some of the stuff that I just kind of pulled out of Google. I'm not telling you to do this, but I'm just telling you, this is how they treat earthly kings. Are you following along? 
I went on Google, and I'm going to say, well, let me start with what I could understand, earthly stuff. And let me, let me see, how do they, like if I were, if, if they ever go into the presence of a real king, you in England or you're in another nation that has kings and they don't have presidents, like what do you do? Let's start there. So this is what I found out. Can I share with y'all? This is what I found out. Listen to this. By law and custom, no person may enter the king's presence without rendering curtsy to the crown. What is that? Rendering curtsy means to acknowledge by a bow. I said, ooh, this is getting interesting right here. This is how you treat an earthly king. I'm getting ready. Maybe the Lord will bring me in front of a king. I got to be ready. And so I read on. Listen to this. If you wish to speak with the king and he is not busy, wait just outside the presence until you are bidden to approach. You might make yourself more obvious by kneeling or bowing. Staring is not good. If you must speak to get the king's attention, you, must tr you might try, Your majesty, forgive me, may I approach? So don't stare at the king. If you ever enter into the king's presence, don't stare at him. I read a little bit more. Let me share with you. If you are traveling along and the king is coming your way, you should clear the path. Stop and bow, kneel, or at least lower your head. If you are in a crowded passage, stand to the wall with your eyes lowered. Wow. That was some interesting stuff right there. I, I started off researching Google, but then I reminded myself, I'm, our kingdom is not part of this world. I said, our kingdom is not part of this world. So if I'm going to learn how to I'm going to learn how to relate to my king. I have to go to the book of the king, which is the Bible. So I'm going to say the Bible. So I left Google alone, but I, left, I, I keep it in my mind as a point of reference. Like, if you're going to treat an earthly king like that, how much better should we treat our heavenly king? Are you following along? You, am I connecting the dots? So I had to go to the Bible because the Bible is the book of our king. The Bible is the book of our king. And let me give you some thoughts on what I've gathered, just a couple thoughts from what I gathered that the Bible teaches us how we should treat our king. And for this morning, the major thing is we honor the king's presence. We honor the king's presence. We, we hold the king's presence in high esteem, high esteem. In fact, when you go back to Matthew chapter 2, verse 11 with the wise men, listen to this. It says, when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and listen to what they did, and fell down. They fell down. Now, that doesn't mean they tripped. They didn't trip. They didn't fall as in tripping and falling. No, that was a voluntarily a volunteer action of falling on their face prostrate before the baby Jesus because they were acknowledging him as king. It was, an, it was an act of honor in the presence of the king. It was an act of humility in the presence of the king. In fact, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30, God says, I will honor those who honor me. I will despise those who think lightly of me. Someone say, ouch. He said, I will honor those who honor me, and I will despise those who think lightly 
of me. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 28 through 29, it says, since we have a kingdom, nothing can destroy. Praise God about that. You know, a, a thousand years from now, the kingdom of God will be alive. A million years from now, I'm not, I, don't think, I don't think any nation on earth right now will be alive a million years from now. But I'll tell you right now, the kingdom of God will be alive a million years from now. We are part of a kingdom nothing can destroy. Let us please God by serving him with thankful hearts and with holy fear and awe. Look at that. Holy fear and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. That, that holy fear and awe that speaks of, uh, of reverence to God, that, that speaks of honoring God, that speaks of highly esteeming the presence of God. We are to honor our king's presence. Now, how does this, how does this work out in 2022? How, how is this going to work out in 2022? Like, how does, this, how does this practically work out in our lives? Let me give you some tips, all right? Let me just give you some tips. Number one, I would encourage you to be on time for worship. Be on time for worship. Think about this. Sunday mornings... If you go to the 10 a.m. service, if this is the one you consistently go to, I would encourage you to adopt the perspective that this is your appointment with your king. I would encourage you to adopt this perspective that this is your appointment. Every Sunday morning is your appointment with the king. For the Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people. He inhabits the praise of his people. So when we praise God and we worship God, then it attracts the presence of God. Jesus said, we're two or more on our agreement in my name concerning anything. I am there in the midst. And we believe as Christians that when we come together, the manifest glory of God is present. The presence of God is here. So I would encourage you as you go into 2022, if you want to honor God, if you want to lift up your honor of God, if you come to the 10 a.m. service or you go to the 1230 service or maybe you go to 430 Carson or Saturday 5 p.m. Whittier, whatever time you go consistently to, I would encourage you to adopt the perspective. That's my appointment with my king right there. Secondly, I would encourage you to fix your attention on God. While you're here, fix your attention on God. Don't let anything distract you while you're here. Don't let anything distract you while you're here. Fix your attention on God. Some of y'all uh, press through hell and high water just to get here. Some of y'all press through hell. Some of you don't even realize, but some of y'all stepped over devils just to get over here because they were trying to keep you away from the house of God. Some of y'all, uh, you went through pain and you just, you, you went through a lot just to get to the house of the Lord. So don't come all the way over here just to get distracted. Don't be here, but not here. If you went through hell and high water just to get here, uh, do not allow the devil to distract you from what God has for you. 
In fact, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1, listen to this. It says, guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to listen. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. and Go near to listen. The third tip I would give you when you come to the house of the Lord, this is kingdom etiquette right here. Here's the third tip. Are you ready for it? Can we talk like family? Be still. Be still. Be still. I know, I know sometimes you get antsy and you feel like you got to get up and you got to go fix something or you got to all of a sudden, you know, have you ever wondered why all of a sudden when you come to the house of the Lord, now you think of all the things you need to do? Have anybody ever had that problem? Like you weren't thinking of that 20 minutes ago. You weren't there. You didn't have that on your mind 10 minutes ago. All of a sudden, we get to the house of the Lord. It's time to worship God. It's time to study God, uh, God's word. And now, all of a sudden, we think of everything we got to fix. And I, my encouragement to you is hold on to that chair for dear life. Hold on. Hold on. God got something for you. God got a miracle for you. God got a breakthrough for you. Hold on. Just, just, just hold on. You could do it while you're watching at the theater. Why can't you do it in the house of the Lord? We do it all the time. We go to the theater. Be still. And this is for all the servants in the house of the Lord, too. I see everybody, especially when I'm up here. See everybody. I can see everybody. We're going to go into 2022 honoring the presence of God. Honoring the presence of God. The Bible says in Isaiah 66, verse 2, that these are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit, who tremble at my word. See, as followers of Jesus Christ, we believe the Bible is the word of our king. We believe this is the word of our king. And so we're going to honor the word. We're going to highly esteem the word. We're going to respect the word. So why do, we, why do we need to honor the presence of our king? I'll tell you why. Because when you honor the presence of the king, you, you become inviting to the king. We want to, we, we want to establish a culture that is inviting to the king. We don't want to come here and God don't show up. Again, we go through hell and high water just to get here. And then, oh, man, I, and I, I, get, I get disappointed when somebody breaks their appointment with me when they're human beings. And I don't want to go through hell and high water just to get to the house of the Lord and God is not here. And I say, God, where are you at? You said you're going to be here. He says, because you guys didn't invite me. It's not welcoming in here. Why should I come if I'm not welcome? You don't go over there if you're not welcome. So we want to be inviting to God. We want to be inviting to our king. We need the presence of God. We need the presence of God. Without the presence of God, no one's going to get saved. Ain't nobody going to cry out to the Lord. Ain't nobody going to give their life to the Lord. Ain't nobody going to rededicate their life to the Lord. Ain't no husband going to repent from his sins. Ain't no wife going to repent from their sins. Ain't no little teenager going to cry out to the Lord if we don't have the presence of God amongst us. If we're not inviting to the presence of God, ain't nothing going to happen up here. We're going to just be clapping. We're going to make a lot of noise, but there ain't going to be nobody changing. Without the presence of God, no one will get healed. Without the presence of God, no one will get delivered. No one will get delivered. And, and I've shared this before, but I want to remind you that God has chosen Chapel of Change to be a host 
for his presence. We are a host for his presence. And I, I've often thought about that. I say, God, how, why is it that you have chosen uh, Chapel of Change to be a host for your presence? And I don't have the exact answer, but I suspect, I suspect it's because God is drawing a lot of broken people to the altar of God here. I suspect it's because a lot, God is drawing a lot of broken people to the altar of God here, and the Bible teaches that God is near the brokenhearted. God is near the brokenhearted. So we are a host for the presence of God, and we need to guard the presence of God. We need to honor the presence of God. I got a, a message this week from a pastor in Michigan who asked, he said, Brian, I've never met you. I've never been to your church, but I've heard about your church. I've heard about what's going on at your church. And I know this lady in Montana that needs help. She needs help. And so I know you don't know me, but I heard about what God is doing in Chapel of Chase. So I'm reaching out for you to you if you could help this lady who's in Montana. Think about that for a second. We all the way up in Long Beach, California. And a pastor in Michigan is reaching out to Los Angeles for a lady in Montana. Why is that? Because they heard that the presence of God is at Chapel of Change. They heard that God is moving at Chapel of Change. And we don't want to take that for granted. We don't want to take that for granted. No. We want to honor the presence of God. We want to highly esteem the presence of God. We want to respect the presence of God. Do you know why? Because the king wants in. The king wants in. In Psalms 24, verse 9, it says, Lift up your heads, you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. The king wants in. The king wants into our hearts. The king wants into our families. The king wants into our marriages. So the question for us as we go into 2022 is, will you let the king in? Will we let the king in? Let's bow our heads in the presence of the Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let us bow our heads in the presence of the Lord. And I want us to reflect upon the word of the Lord this morning. What was God trying to teach us this morning? every head bowed and every eye closed, let's reflect upon the word of the Lord.
Father God, we thank you that you have invited us into your kingdom. And Lord, as we go into 2022, help us, Lord, to honor you as king. Help us, O oh Lord, to see you as king. Lord, correct our image of you. Correct our image of you. That we might relate to you properly. That we might respond to you properly. That we might live for you properly. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, our King, that you left your glory in heaven. you came to this earth and made yourself vulnerable as a baby we thank you Lord that your birth was not just an ordinary birth but that it was an invasion a heavenly invasion on earth to take back your people to deliver your people to set your people free and now Lord teach us Teach us the ways of the kingdom. Teach us the values of the kingdom. We are open, Lord. Teach us, O oh Lord. We submit to you as the wise men did. We bow before you today, Lord God. Teach us the ways of your kingdom that you might take up residence in our hearts, our minds, our homes, this church structure, our communities. Take up residence, Lord God. Abide. Abide with us. Help us to make you more welcoming, feel more welcoming that you might abide with us, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone says, Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise. Jesus is what? Jesus is what? Jesus is king. Amen. Someone say Jesus is king. Someone say Jesus is king. Amen. Praise God. I pray that you got something out of the word of God uh, this morning. And I am confident that the word of the Lord is strengthening you even now. And that you're going to go into this week uh, with your minds on Jesus. We're going to transition to prepare our hearts for our tithes and our offerings this morning. We're going to be like the wise men. And we're going to be able to give unto uh, the Lord. The wise men came and they gave gold. They gave frankincense and myrrh. And uh, today uh, we give we teach that we give out of three things we give out of our we give out of our treasure our time and our talent our treasure our time and our talent and we we teach that as citizens of the kingdom of god we are to model after the father and live a generous lifestyle a generous lifestyle for for the bible says in john 3:16 that god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and so everyone is going to have an opportunity to give i'm going to call up the ushers as we prepare uh, to uh, give our best gift unto the lord uh,
Um, if you're watching online, uh, you can give at our webpage, chapelofchange.org. Follow the instructions, or you can text to give. There's a number online. If you're in the house today, you can give through an envelope, or if you want to give through a debit card in the lobby after service on the welcoming table, uh, there will be someone there to help facilitate gift for you could give through a debit uh, card. If you're a first-time guest, don't forget to receive your gift uh, before you leave. We want to bless you uh, with that. A couple announcements to make as we prepare to give our best gift unto the Lord. In uh, January 9th, we are having a water baptisms, water baptisms. If you are not water baptized, this is one of the first steps of obedience as a follower of Jesus Christ is to uh, get water baptized. And that water baptism, uh, in, in a summary, it's, it's, publicly uh, signifies your transition out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. So that, that water baptism, it displays to the world that a transition has taken place in my heart and I no longer belong to the kingdom of God. I, no lo I mean kingdom of this world, but I now belong to the kingdom of God. So if you are not water baptized, I encourage you to sign up today in the lobby. Uh, there, You could sign up in the lobby or you can get with pastor benny pastor benny raise your hand give it up for pastor benny you can sign up uh with him also if you have not if you're part of chapel of change and you have not given your christ's birthday offering uh this is the last sunday uh to give our christ's birthday offering we are building a media studio right here at our paramount location where we're going to be able to impact the world uh, through producing sermon videos, teaching videos, worship videos, editing our radio program. By the way, we have a Fresh Hope radio every Sunday at 3.30 on KKLA 99.5, and we're going to be editing that from in-house. That's our prayer. That's our dream, is to edit that from in-house, and you can be a part of that by giving extra through our Christ's birthday offering. Now, don't forget, no midweek service this week. We will pick up the following week. Uh, also, we will have a New Year's Eve family party at our Carson campus uh, starting at 10 p.m. Uh, we're going to have tables and games and food uh, so you can bring your kids. Uh, usually, uh, we do this uh, every New Year's Eve. It, it's a fun time uh, together. And then at about 11.45, we'll stop everything and we'll pray into the new year. So that is an option for you to be a part of. I'm going to pray over the offering. Uh, we will release the offering uh, or collect the offering, and then I'll come back and dismiss with a blessing. So let us pray. Father, we thank you for the ability to give. We worship you through our giving, Lord God. Receive these funds for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
said, if everyone can please stand, we're going to, um, so you can receive the blessing. I'm going to have you, and I'm going to have the pastors come up. If you need prayer, please come up to one of our pastors. Do not leave this church without getting your blessing and without getting prayed for. We are here to come and agree with you in prayer. If there's anything you're going through, we're open and we want to just be able to pray with you. So if you can um, stand up and put your hands in a receiving posture. In the name of the Father, our King, who sent his Son, in the name of the Son, who died on that cross so that we can live. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, who empowers us to go through each day, who guides us every day, may you go today with the protection and the power and the peace of our Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you. God bless you. Come up. We want to pray with you. Let's end the year strong.